Australian True Crime, the nation's leading independent true crime podcast, is hitting the road with our live show. We're coming to Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane this July and tickets will be available starting May 10th at 9.30am sharp. They sold out in two hours last time, so do not dilly-dally. We know the suburbs of Australia are teeming with some of the most intriguing and chilling true crime stories the world has ever heard. Don't miss the chance to dive deeper and get involved with a live Q&A. With over a million and a half downloads monthly, these tickets will sell out. So keep an eye on our social media pages and check the podcast bio for direct links to purchase yours as soon as they're released on Friday, May 10. I can't wait to see you there. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is a true crime podcast, as the title suggests. So please consider this your warning, that it's not suitable for children. And it probably will contain content that may be triggering to some people. Also, it's an Australian true crime podcast, so Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners should be aware it may contain the voices of deceased people. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. Our guest today is Anna. She's a fabulous, vivacious woman who seems to have lived many lifetimes. She casually mentions former careers and uni degrees while chatting about moving around the country and appearing too young to have possibly done it all. 
But the deeper we got into the business of why she joins us on Australian True Crime, the more I realised I'd initially missed what we so often do about people like Anna and their crazy, fast-paced lives. For many years, Anna was trying to cope with the fact that she'd been preyed upon by a teacher and the matter had never felt resolved in any way. An unbelievably chance encounter changed Anna's life and led her to confront the situation and her attacker. This is Anna's story. I had a good childhood. It was pretty isolated because we're on a farm and my parents were full-time as well and I didn't have any siblings until I was sort of school age. So I was a little bit probably not terribly social kid but happy enough. But, yeah, really into art and that kind of thing. I spent a lot of time by myself. I had some sort of neurodivergent tendencies that sort of weren't really picked up at the time. But, yeah, it was all all good. Mm -hmm. Until I was about late primary school, I started developing some depression, I think. I think that runs in my family a little bit and I started getting into music around that time too. I'd played a bit of piano as a kid on and off. I don't know. I, I think I, I started spiralling a little bit mm-hmm. um, and that sort of set me up, I think, to be a good target for this. So um, this teacher was mid-20, I think he was about 26 when he came to our school and he was sort of the cool, you know, the cool young teacher and he'd let you jam in the music room at lunchtime and he played in bands and it started out with like, Lots of compliments, you know, about when we had to wear a uniform, but when we'd have casual days or whatever, you know, oh, you should style my band. And and then it started, what he did with me was he said, um, you should join the choir. And I said, oh, well, I don't sing. Like I noodle all around on the guitar and write my own songs, but I don't sing, sing. And so he said, oh, that's, that's all right. I'll give you some singing lessons at lunchtime. So my, I, it was only one incident with me. It upset me at the time, sort of that afternoon after the bell rang and he unlocked the door and opened the windows and stuff again. I went to my next class. To let you out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I, don't, I hadn't even realised he'd locked the door until mm. afterwards I saw him unlock it and, like, give me that shushing motion, you know, putting his finger up to his lips, like, don't, mm. you know, I don't know what that meant. But I think I'd just... I was just a bit in shock and then that afternoon as as I started to think about it, I got upset and I knew that there were particular things about it that it could have got a lot worse had I not had my period or had the bell not rang or my best friend at the time that afternoon because we were in class together and I said, I've got to go and went to the toilets and I was upset and she, so I told her at the time. But when we came back the next term, um, we had this class called Christian Living, you know, it's like religion. And um, we had to do a project on some really controversial topic like abortion or Mm. gay rights or, you know, all the things that you'd get expelled from that school for doing, basically. And um, one of the options was child abuse and I said, child sexual abuse, and I said, I'll do that one. And another girl, I remember exactly where we were coming out of the library, and she said, I know why you chose that. And I went, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, no, I know, because it's happening to me too. She was in the band. Um, it was happening after band practice. And that's when I 
got really angry and went with her and pulled him out of the staff room at lunchtime and said, I know what you're doing. Bullshit. You went to the staff room. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Mr. Can I see Mr. Yeah. yeah. Wow. At 14. Yeah. Both um, of you together or just you? Yeah. I took her with me. <gasps> oh my goodness. Yeah. And he sort of denied it initially. And then he went, all right. Okay. I get it. I won't do it again. Kate, the other girl, hers had been going on longer and um, had gotten worse. And she, at some point, confided in another teacher about what was happening and then, of course, because of mandatory reporting, obviously. Yeah. So so our parents got called and we got pulled down to the local police station to make a statement. And, and that sort of all I was told was, you are here to make a statement. And I was like, okay. It wasn't sort of given an option. Yeah. He's sort of asking me, did this happen, did this happen? And I sort of just tried to downplay it. I was still so groomed and I was still so convinced that we were friends I was friends with him. He'd promised not to do it anymore. So it was all over. So I'll just play down my police report. And they said, do you want to press charges? And I said, no. And they said, well, if there, there's two of you, right? So if there's two of you pressing charges, there's a good chance something will happen. Mm. If it's just one of you, it probably won't. And I said, no, I'm not pressing charges. He's, he's fine. It was just a silly thing that he accidentally did and he knows he, he, knows he was wrong. It was I've like, dealt with it. Yeah, yeah. So I went home and I warned him and I said... Did you ring him? I rang him. Oh, my God. I know. And I said, oh, look, this has happened. Kate's told someone and we had to go down and make these police statements. And But don't worry, I didn't tell them anything much, but you're not allowed to come into school anymore and I'm going to tell you that your job's done. Jeez. And he was like, oh, shit, you know, he... Panicked. Yeah. Um, and that was that. Did was the Kate last time I spoke to him. Did Kate and her family? Well, Kate changed schools. And mm-hmm. so I didn't know until the Royal Commission, when I s- had contact with her again, that she tried to for a full year. Mm. She was going in making statement after statement. And the school kept disputing oh, you didn't have band practice that night, so that couldn't have happened or, you know, so she tried and tried and you didn't go anywhere. You poor girls. And how did your parents cope? Um, I don't really remember that. We didn't ever talk about it. Yeah. Mum says in retrospect, she says she remembers me saying I can handle it myself. And I I did. Mm. I felt fine about my situation for years. Mm. And it it was some years later, it was when I was in my mid 20s, I remember. I'd Google him every now and again and I could see that he was still teaching and I found this website called ratemyteacher.com, which is where students would log on and give their teacher a star rating and write little comments about them. And everything for him was either five stars, legend, so funny, really cool, or one star, total creep, stay away from him. Mm. And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. And so I could see what school he was at and that he, I knew that he'd been there for a while. And I called the principal one day and said, oh, I'm just, it's just on my mind. You've got this teacher at, this, at your school and I'm wondering if you know that he's been investigated for sexually abusing students. And she kind of went, oh, um, oh, yeah, we do know that, but he never got convicted so there's nothing we can do about it. Bye. Uh, I wasn't 
coping brilliantly with life by that stage. You know, I'd had a few other sexual assaults, which is common, you know, once you're a victim once and you sort of lose respect for your own body and your own decision-making can get a bit sketchy and you might get some substance abuse problems and that sort of thing. And then the Royal Commission was announced, went along and gave them my statement and they said, um, okay, you should tell the police this as well. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. See, then it really drew out. Um, meantime, I'm not traveling well, so I'm... I was just thinking that. Now you keep using that those sort of, you know, <laughs> not traveling well. Not traveling well. I'm thinking, how do you go home? How do you spend the next couple of days? What's happening? I mean, you, are you drinking daily? Are yeah. You... And at this stage I was I was booked into a, a residential rehab, or yeah. like a therapeutic community as nice. they call them. I met this younger girl. She was really cool. We um we got along well. She was, um I was a bit introverted and a bit weird. (laughs) I felt weird anyway, but she was really extroverted and she played footy and she was really cool. And I was in her room one night. She had um, some photos stuck up on the wall beside her bed. 
I was sort of looking at one and she, and she saw me looking at it and she laughed because she's, she's wearing a dress and she was such a tomboy and she said, that's like, ha, ah, that's the only time you'll ever see me wearing a dress. It was my 18th, but it was also coincidentally my school formal. Mm. And I said, oh, what, what school did you go to? And she told me and my brain just went back to that Rate My Teacher website and went, did you have a teacher there? And she cut me off and she said his name. She said, Trent Wickers. I said, yeah. She said, how do you know him? I said, well, because he was my offender. And she went, oh, he was mine too. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's incredible. So she was 13 years younger than me. Oh. So then I knew it hasn't stopped. And it was just like we were just both in shock, I think. And you knew he was still teaching because you'd put in the phone call. To his current employers. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He was st- he was still there. I told her about the royal commission. She didn't know anything about it, and she decided to make a statement. She made her statements to the royal commission. Then she went and to police several times and made statements there. And then one night, I was down in my room, and someone said, "Oh, there's a phone call. You come up to the house." where there's the one phone on the property and the detective had called my mum and said, we've arrested him. Nothing happened for another three years. And how did you go in that time? Ah, Ups and downs? Ups and downs. Yep. Ups and downs. And then eventually he called and said, we're going to trial. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so then trial... So, of course, so that there's no collusion, I don't know who else is a witness. Yeah, of course. Or a victim. Yeah. And I can't sit in proceedings until after I've given my evidence. Then I can. Mm. I didn't get called the first day or the second day and I thought that was strange because I thought they'd probably go in chronological order. Mm. Then I thought, oh, I must have, they must not be doing that. They must be doing it in some other order. And so then the third day, I think it was, third or fourth day, they said, come in, we might not get to you, but come in and be ready. And then they called me and gave my evidence. What was that like? I mean, I've never given ev- mm. evidence. You've never given given evidence. No. He's in there. Yep. And then they start asking you. His they, wife's in there. His wife's in there. You go through first telling your side of the story with your prosecutor prompting you. So, you know, tell us about this, tell us about that. And the dude had um, a QC who's like one of Adelaide's most renowned women. Um, but she was, I knew she was going to be brutal because the, the detective had said to me, she's going to, and this is what she's going to go you on. She's going to go you on your mental health history and she's going to try and claim that you're. Mental. Yeah. Mm. I got through it without any issue. Um, and the, I think in the end, the, the judge actually said to her, look, stop it, basically. You're, you're carrying on and. It's clear what's happened here. She's made her statement that that's it. So that was fine. Then I could sit in on proceedings after I gave my evidence. Tell us in summing up, what did you discover was the truth of what had been happening? So there had been a 13-year-old girl before me who he had raped. There was another girl at that school. Then there was us. And then... He had been 
interviewed by police, obviously, when Kate and I made our statements. And for whatever reason, whether the education union had recommended it or whatever, he, he gave them a written statement signed saying, I did this. To you and Kate? Yep. Right? Yep. So the education you- department had my original report, Kate's original report, a written admission from him. Jesus. That he'd done it. So then he was counselled um, and told, right, no more one-on-ones with students. You're not to be one-on-ones with students. You're not to ring them at home. You know, he had some restrictions on. Mm. Um, and then the next school he'd gone to, he'd broken all those rules, offended again, got picked up for it again, <laughs> admitted to it again, cautioned again and sent on his way. But there was nobody in our case then more recent than that. This is full Catholic school. Carry on. Yeah. What on earth was the justification from the South Australian Education Department for moving a teacher around who was admitting to sexually assaulting children? That was the infuriating part. That's unbelievable. And then deny in court, so plead not guilty. So the judge went... No. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Guilty on five out of six charges. He got 10 years, which is actually very, very good. It is very good. Although, I mean, you know, really and truly he should have got 10 years for every victim, mm-hmm. but he's got 10 years in total, I'm assuming. Yep. It was, it was seven and a half on parole. Yeah. Um, but he appealed. We knew that he would and it got reduced. Um, so it got cut down to seven with five and a bit. So he's up eligible next year, I think. I don't know, the detectives did a lot of work to see if there were more charges they could bring against him from other victims Mm. in all of those subsequent years. Yeah. And certainly once, because I did a a little bit of media at the time and my Facebook got sort of slammed with people going, I remember him, he did this, he did that, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, great, there's lots of other people that will come forward now. And Mm -hmm. but, But at this stage I don't think there's been enough to take him through for a second round. Trenton John Wickers is his name. So just in case anyone missed that and is mm. listening to this, and uh, he was a teacher in South Australian schools in the 90s and up, well, right up until 2000 when? 2018. 2018. So that is the name and we'll, we'll certainly put some articles on our social media accounts as well, just in case any of this is ringing a bell for anyone or because it's never too late to report uh, historical sexual assault in Australia. And as you say, he's up for parole next year. So who knows? There can't. I, I'd be shocked to the back teeth if he's had five victims in his career. Certainly doesn't sound like it. Some lives are pretty much destroyed. Thank you to our guest today, Anna. If you need support after listening to this podcast, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or contact 1800 RESPECT on 1800 737 732 or 1800respect.org.au. Indigenous Australians can contact 13 Yarn on 139276 or 13yarn.org.au. Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Australian True Crime, the nation's leading independent true crime podcast, is hitting the road with our live show. We're coming to Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane this July and tickets will be available starting May 10th at 9.30am sharp. They sold out in two hours last time, so do not dilly-dally. We know the suburbs of Australia are teeming with some of the most intriguing and chilling true crime stories the world has ever heard. Don't miss the chance to dive deeper and get involved with a live Q&A. With over a million and a half downloads monthly, these tickets will sell out. So keep an eye on our social media pages and check the podcast bio for direct links to purchase yours as soon as they're released on Friday, May 10. I can't wait to see you there.